This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 7, Inaugural Corset Review, Neutral Provinces and the Lion Clan. All right, I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. Carl, tell us what we're up to today, tomorrow, and the next day. This is part one in a special series of episodes in which we'll be covering each of the seven great clans of Rokugan. We'll share our experience with their strengths, weaknesses, best cards, good cards, borderline cards, and who we think each clan allies well with. In this first episode, we've randomly selected the Lion Clan, but we'll start with provinces and how to optimize them for your deck. So let's start our tour of Rokugan. All right, folks. So this is the episode that we have been waiting to do record and post for you for a long time you have no idea how long yes it's been a hoot Mm -hmm. Uh, we have it is now public knowledge that the three of us were were play testers on the core set yeah Mm -hmm. and it was a blast oh it's so much fun Um, and Thank you to FFG for allowing us to participate. Absolutely. It was amazing. And to turn that knowledge into what we're going to do today. Absolutely. And so we would love to tell you about it, but we can't. And we're not Ever. Because non-disclosure agreements are a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) We can't tell you about the process. We can't tell you about old cars. We can't tell you about uh, old rules, new rules, so on and so forth. We can't tell you about any of that. But what we can tell you about is our experiences with the cards and what we think of them, and that we wanted to share that knowledge with you. One of the things, though, is Team Covenant had this meta podcast. They mm-hmm. talked about meta. Oh, the, the meta game? The meta game podcast. Oh, that Team was Covenant. a great episode. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the weaknesses of having this kind of online community, kind of doing a group think about what the meta is. Mm-hmm. So I want to put a disclaimer on here that we are going to talk about what we like. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about what we think are the strongest cards, what we yeah. think are the weaker cards. This this is basically our local playtest meta. Mm. And that's and that's what it is. We did not have the instruments that a, a release game had. We did yeah, we for example, we didn't have Five Rings DB. Right. Yeah, no kidding. So we had to rely on our testing, our testing, our yeah. testing methods, and and, and what it what it meant, and that meant going back and drawing on some other strengths that we've had. Right. The, the we didn't have have five rings DB. We had each other. Strengths that are fallible. I think is what we're working. Towards. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> so we are going to give you these reviews. We are going to give you these reviews in a series of episodes that we're releasing over the next few days. You'll get episode seven today. Obviously, this has been posted. Uh, if you're at Gen Con and listening, wonderful. Come say hi. If you're not at Gen Con and excited about this product, wonderful. Listen on and know that we're right there with you. Give us something fun to read when we get off the floor. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll be releasing uh, episodes 8, 9, and 10 in the coming days. So mm-hmm. so uh, for those of you for who those. aren't at Gen Con, there's a present for you. Yeah. here's <laughs> a present. I've, I've been in the seat a few years back. I decided not to go to, I didn't go, I hadn't gone to Gen Con and I regretted it and I've been going to Gen Con ever since. And so I want to be a part of that excitement. I want to be a part of that. And this is our effort to bring something to those people who aren't at Gen Con to talk about, to get excited about, to 
to engage in the community in some form or another and, and hear what our And it gives us a chance are. to talk about cards that are really damn cool. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Having said all that, what we want you to do is listen to us, ignore us, our opinions, take them under advisement, establish theirs, them as your own. But what I want you to do, what I would love to hear people doing is playing in their own groups and establishing their own meta and establishing their own learning about the Hey, game. yeah, let us know if we're right, if we're wrong, if things work differently in your meta. This is a conversation. Absolutely. Totally so. Absolutely. Having said that, we're going to start with neutral provinces. So each clan has its own province. We're, the format of this is what we're going to talk about the neutral, neutral provinces by elemental type. We are going to talk about the clans. And the clans, obviously, each has a stronghold, each has a province, and each has a champion. We're going to talk about those, and we'll, then we'll go into the cards. All right, so let's start off. Earth. Earth provinces, there are two of them. Ancestral lands, which is a five-strength province. And transposition, which is also a five-strength province. These are both neutrals. They're mirror images of one another. Ancestral lands, this province gets plus one strength during political conflicts. And transposition, this province gets plus one strength during military conflicts. Doug, we'll start with you. What do you think of these two clans? What do you think of these two clans? Provinces. Plus, plus one strength? Plus five. Yes. Plus five. Five strength. Five strength. Yes. 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 I like both of them. They're really solid. They're almost auto includes. And yeah. They should, they well, should, you can't include both of them, right? Well, because they're true, Earth, unless least, you're using yeah. the Seeker of Earth. Well, yeah, you right. make a point. They're a, they're a sure gamble for decks that need different types of money. Exactly. To, to, to tie it back to Netrunner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, our, that's one of my standards. Hedge fund sure gambles, but do you care? Is your problem defending military or is your problem defending political? Right. If you if you don't want to do the role to get both of them, you know, that's cool. But one of these is probably going to show up in, in, in most deck builds, at least until we get, you know, something better. Yeah. And the, the decent meta calls, too. I've um, um, when I've known beforehand what I'm testing against, I can obviously throw one of those under the stronghold and have a healthy chance of not losing all of a sudden. Right, right, right. Well, so so the strategy for these is one choosing your weakness. I like I like to use the one that supports my clan weakness. So if I'm playing Crane, I'm going to play entrenched position for the for the military. Okay, yeah. for the military because I'm not going to have a lot of military strength to defend. So I want the province to defend itself. And they're great for strongholds yeah. because of that. Yes, they're yeah. great for strongholds. However, if my opponent has a strong military i might not play it on the stronghold i might play something else on a stronghold and yeah. we'll get to that one but i like i i'll put it on my stronghold if it's my opponent's weakness otherwise it probably there's probably something better to put on the stronghold because if they're going to come from my stronghold it, our experience has shown yeah. that they come with everything oh they, yeah. like they're good so if if your if your opponent is militarily strong and you know, entrenched position is going to be your, you know, it should be the first thought in your head of, should I put this in my stronghold? Right. Because, you know, giving them that, you know, doubles its strength against military. That's exactly 10, 10 strength to break. That's huge. Plus, right. plus, plus stronghold modifiers. Yes, plus right, stronghold right. modifiers. Now, of course, there's a weakness to these, right? Is that the, it's the response, not, there's not a, not, there's not a weakness, but then you, it's like, oh, I went in with, I went in with military against entrenched position. I needed 12 to break the freaking stronghold. Oh my, over and above the defense. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh, next time I'll go political. So there are ways around it. But that's yeah. still st seven strength that you have to break. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, not no, 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 no. Yeah. These are, these are good 
cards. So it's a bit of a weakness, but it's not much of a weakness. So it, these cards are all upside to me. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a as we will say through the coming um, um, episodes here. It's a very well designed card in setting, yeah. which is very very strong with a definite effect on play. All right. Next up, water. Okay, so we have um, Elemental Fury, a four strength. Reaction, after this province is revealed, switch the contested ring with an unclaimed ring. And we also have Rally to the Cause, also strength four. Reaction, after this province is revealed, switch the conflict type. The conflict retains the element in this case. In the case of Elemental Fury, the conflict retains its type. Right. So they switch one factor of what's going on. These are both fun ones to mess with. Let's be honest here. They're, they're part of the, the trappy surprise stuff available in, in this game, I think. Yeah, and they're upon reveal, right? So they really only work once. Mm-hmm. Right. Until something comes along. If but, that but something comes that, along, that, that, that one reveal can, can change the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd also say, as a persistent effect, they whilst they only surprise someone once, I think they then have a definite... They definitely keep changing what's going on. Someone's plan is to go and make a certain type of attack on you each turn. You've got the province up and they go, oh, if I make that attack there, they're just going to change it. They're going to know I want that. And so it becomes a case of, right, I now need to go to another province that might not be revealed or might be stronger. Right, exactly. And I like... I found that when looking at these two cards, I like Rally a whole lot more than Fury because it's a more universal effect, right? You're changing mm-hmm. from you're you're changing in Elemental Fury. You're changing from an air ring to a fire ring or an earth ring to a to a. I use Rally more often. Water ring. Yeah, so I was saying which has no bearing on whether or not that person is about to win the conflict. Exactly. Yeah. So so it could upset plans, mm-hmm. but I think Rally to the cause. After this province is revealed, switch the conflict type. So you're going from, oh, you're attacking, you're lying, and you're coming at me militarily. Or you're crane, you're coming at me politically. Oh, guess what? Yeah. Not this time. It's a political. It's a military. And all of a sudden, those dash characters, oh yeah, they get bowed, and they go home, mm. right? They, whoop, they're done. Yeah. And yeah. Rally is, with the exception of maybe one of the earlier ones, and Transposition or Ancestral Lands, Rally to the Cause is... Oftentimes, my stronghold. I was going to say exactly that. Yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the strong contender for strong. It buys me a turn. Yeah. Rally, rally is a great stronghold province. It really yeah. is. Even though it's only four strength, and and you, with you know, it, the, the, and you get a plus six uh, total. You know, total strength of six on the stronghold. Not as great as the first two, but that that six is a good number. And being able to flip that conflict ring, it may save you from a stronghold break. It may win you the game. Almost definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna ha- that's going to happen more often than not. Yeah. Absolutely. It, and, and it's a great example of why there is some thought required in charging directly towards an unrevealed stronghold. Yeah. Unrevealed, unrevealed province, thank you. Yeah. All right, next up is air. Okay, for air, we have uh, fertile fields at four strength and manicured gardens also at four strength. Fertile Fields is action during a conflict at this province. Draw one card. Manicured Garden is action during a conflict at this province. Gain one fate. Again, these are kind of mirror images of one another, which is how they, how the design team went with these neutral provinces. I love both of these provinces, by the way, mm-hmm. especially in Crab, right? <laughs> it, it, crab is a heavily defensive yes. thing. You're um, Most often times, okay, somebody's going to have to... what it is. The Crab Clan are a tar pit. Yes, they are. They're, 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 that's that's the that's all that they are. They're a spiky top. Absolutely, they top it laced with shards of glass. Maybe. And so, a good defense at these guys means that you get to trigger that once or twice or three times because they have to keep coming back to it. Mm-hmm. 
right? If they don't break it the first time, oh, you've already taken your action to gain a fate. You've already taken your action to draw a card. And you ha- and you lo- maybe you won, but you didn't break the province, so now you need to come back. That's a huge deal. Protecting well, these things from being broken is a huge deal. If, you can, so, you, if know, you can get like a holding on top of them, they have a lot of value. I think these two are actually the weakest of the t- of the of the provinces. Really? Okay. All right. Now, because they only really have value if you can trigger them more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can buy that. I mean, even one fire, you'll you'll generally get one fire in each of them on 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 one particular copy rather. Right. Oh so, yeah, and you, that, and that you'll is, totally get one. Yeah. You'll, well, unless you forget, you yeah. should get one, <laughs> right? Because actions are all always and also, right, variable, at the always optional. Of the um, the stalling strength of an action mid conflict of an action that will literally will not cost you anything. In fact, will always gain you. I do find that to be very strong. Right. Me saying that they're the weakest cards in the set of uh, the set of neutral provinces. <laughs> Isn't really saying much. Yeah. <laughs> True. These, these are these are good provinces. I just think that they are a little bit more of a call whether you include them in your your dynasty or your in your uh, province deck or not. Interesting. Secret, well, Seeker of Air is probably the most common thing I go for. Yeah. Oh, really? Is that yeah, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. Here. Well, you know, yeah. and and the secret rules allow you to yeah. uh, to double up on one particular element pro- elemental province. Clarify now, that, yeah. one extra fate and one extra card is still good. Mm-hmm. And that's in my play experience. That's what I get out of it before it breaks. Mm-hmm. Both of these, they're good, mm-hmm. but you've got the, you're going to include them because they're in the core set and because they're what you've got for air. Unless you've got a clan that is you know has an air province, right? Interesting. Yeah. Well, and and I choose between the two. I usually don't go seeker of air. I choose between the two based on what my deck needs. So scorpion and crane will get fields because yeah. I want the card. Crab and dragon probably get garden although dragon that's a that's kind of a back and forth between dragon and i also strongly i do consider playing seeker career if i can't right. choose between the two uh for for playing lion i go for fertile fields for drawing the card to get to get, yeah. Yeah, to get that yeah. card yeah. Yeah. that's important In, intriguing i almost always go with the um with the fate gain for scorpion just because generally i find that if i'm if i'm going to capitalize on a surprise the ability to have a fate they weren't expecting well but scorpion not... has a lot of card draw though yeah Oh yeah, totally so. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, finding, it, finding that fate to be a better swing to be suddenly suddenly right. up at the two cost that means most nasty conflict cards but can be played. Like with Lion, yeah. a lot of the stuff that's in my conflict deck is pretty low cost. I've got oh, a lot yeah. of zero cost. Oh stuff yeah, I'm not I'm not just, I'm not playing that down. I'm saying in my particular case, interestingly, yeah. I gem- generally go generally the ability to provide opening defensive action to be a fate is is awesome. Right. So th- so these cards are going to be it's going a lot of these provinces are going to depend on well what faction are you playing? Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm playing. Yeah. 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 Excellent. All right. Next up, Keeper of Void. So, Keeper of Void. Next up is Void. So, your first Void province is Pilgrimage, which is a five strength. During conflicts at this province, cancel all ring effects. If the province breaks, as a reminder text, resolve ring effects as normal. Mm Because when the province is broken, then the text is, the province is blank. Yeah, broken broken before ring effects would be triggered. Yep, yep. yep. So, uh, that's Pilgrimage. And then we have Shameful Display, which is a three strength. Action during conflict at this province, choose two participating characters, honor one and dishonor the other. These are often talked about uh, in our group. I love Shameful Display. I, I just think it's... I go for Pilgrimage. It's oh my god yeah and we've I, had this discussion we you and I've yeah. gone yes back we and have forth on this. we have had we've had this discussion many times over cigars yeah. yes <laughs> I would say the only reason the only reason I, I regularly don't choose shameful display is strength three 
I mean, I do use it a heck of a lot. I mean, right. particularly in the Scorpion that's, deck, I mean, it's amazing. And that's yeah. my initial, you know, my my initial mental math also is, it's a three strength province. Yeah. And, and here's and here's my argument for that, because if you have shameful display, if I take that action, I am oftentimes going to impact the strength of the conflict by more than two. Without any doubt. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some low glory characters out there that it's not going to work for me. But oftentimes, there's, there's, there's more often than not, there's going to be two one glory characters on, on the sides. I'm going to choose my one glory character and get that plus. And I'm going to choose your one glory character, get that minus to you. And if I already have honored people, maybe I, you know, maybe I honor a zero and dishonor one, your two. I get to choose. That's the shameful display is, and it has a lasting effect, which well, is so cool. Like, like with but pilgrimage can really screw with me too. Pretty much all of these, <laughs> with pretty much all of these, these neutral provinces, you're talking about what is the best of two really good options. Oh yeah, so yeah. with pilgrimage, I like pilgrimage because it neuters Hotaru and it neuters Totori. Yep, pretty yep. violently. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Brick wall. Because here's the, here's the order, folks. It's and we we've been we've uh, this is one of those things that has been speculated upon. But now that the rules are out, we all know is that you you resolve the conflict and, and that has several several ways. One is you win. The, you you count up your conflict numbers. You count up your skills. You determine who wins. The province is either broken or not. Then you trigger the ring effect. Okay. Once you trigger the ring effect, then you claim the ring, and that's when Totori and uh, Hotaru trigger a second time. Mm-hmm. Right. The order on them doesn't really matter, but it's the claiming that happens last, and then everybody goes home bowed, and everything else. Everybody, everybody involved in the conflict bows and goes home. Mm-hmm. If you have pilgrimage and you have one of those champions out, claiming the ring doesn't resolve, doesn't trigger. Triggering the ring obviously doesn't trigger on pilgrimage if you if it hasn't been broken, and that in has neutered me a lot, right? <laughs> has neutered my plans a lot, and so it used to be that pilgrimage was an auto include for me. Three out of ten cases, it would be shameful display. It's now gotten to it's probably flipped for me because I still love shameful display, and I'm playing a lot of these honored high honor clans. So I think or high glory characters. Yeah. I think I can see myself playing Shameful Display more maybe in Scorpion. Yeah. In um, in Scorpion, in single yeah. core, I don't yeah. tend to go there because it's harder to leverage. In a full yeah. th- three-off deck, um, Shameful Display is my favorite way to get a surprise dishonor. Yeah. And that, yeah. Just, that just means whatever. Yeah. But as soon as I do that, I don't even have to play a card afterwards. So I've been playing a lot collapses. of Lion and a lot of Crane. And those seem... Pilgrimage seems like a better fit for both of those, at least in, for, in my play style. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it could... Yeah, I, and I, Fe- I Fe- Phoenix loves Shameful Display. Although Shameful Oblivion. Display could work really well with Lion. Yeah. 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 We're saying Phoenix with like stupendously um, beefy glory values loves Shameful Display. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up is Fire. Okay, we have Meditations on the Tau. During a conflict to this province, choose an attacking character, remove one fate from that character. Strength four. And we also have Night Raid. After this province is revealed, your opponent chooses and discards X cards from his or her hand. X is equal to the number of attacking characters. Also, strength four. 
All right. Little side note, by the way, and I'll start the discussion now. I think T-A-O, T-A-O is pronounced Dao, at least in Chinese. Anyway. Oh, okay. All right. Not sure in Japanese. Meditations on the Dao. Mm-hmm. I have been had that corrected to me by a friend who is a Mandarin speaker, but oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know whether right. don't know whether Rokugan follows that. What are your What are your thoughts on these? I'm going to save mine for last. I think they're they're both they're two of the most um, meta cards. They they depend heavily on what your opponent is planning to do. One of them is the Swarm Counter, and one of them is the Voltron Counter. See, I really like Night Raid. Oh, yeah, without any doubt. I think that Meditations is hard to trigger, because you, you, you have, you're you defending. Okay, that's fine. It's, it's a province. It's getting attacked. How often are you going to have a bunch of you know fake characters attacking? You know, right. Night Raid is, Night Raid is going to trigger... Every single time, right. right? When when it's revealed, it'll trigger every time for at least one card from your opponent's hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has an immediate effect, to be fair. Removing fate from someone is not outs- not taking into account other effects, going to immediately affect the combat. The right. Combat. So if, if, someone is a, if you have meditations out and someone is attacking you with their champion, their clan champion, and they only have one fate on that clan champion, you've just, you know, neutered their next turn. Next Great. Turn. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> But Night Raid, and something that a, a draw-heavy clan, like, say, Scorpion or something like that, mm-hmm. if I'm causing you to discard, mm-hmm. that that's gold. Oh, yeah. Well, just taking, we know perfectly, taking conflict cards away, period, is always going to be beneficial to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. That, that, this is, this is the, char- the hardest choice, yeah. right? There's no telling that meditations will trigger, and, and plenty of times it hasn't. Mm-hmm. But if it does, it could be huge. Yeah, right, it could like, be. Yeah, yeah. If you can you imagine taking one off Wandering Ronin, like they're planning on using Wandering Ronin's plus two plus two remove a fate from him plus two plus two ability. There. That's happened to me but, before. But oh, yes. you, you <laughs> hit meditations and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna neuter him right Whoop. now. There we Thank go. you. You're gonna go meditate for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a reasonable call. You didn't just cost them one fate. You cost them four. Let's be honest. Right. At that point. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, these, uh, now, now, having said that, these are the toughest choices, and so because they're kind of the meta call, if I'm using, a, I find myself if I'm using a seeker role for one of the other f- four elements, these are the two that I take. It's these the are the one fire is what I take out. Interesting. So, I'll, if I'm doing seeker oh. of air, seeker of earth, seeker whatever else, I take out these two because I don't want to decide. <laughs> yeah, actually, that, 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 because that, that's a medical, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think Doug's got a fair point, though. Is that in general, if you want to guarantee you affect someone, night night ready is the way to go, and it will have an immediate effect on the combat, right? And it could. I mean, there are, in my experience, there have only been a few games where I have more than eight cards in my hand. Yeah, it's and not common. For those of you who haven't played the game, maybe on tabletop simulator or any one of the online or printing out proxies and playing. Uh, around your kitchen table, this game is won and lost on playing cards out of your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to have some cards in your hand at all times. When you don't have cards in your hand, it makes it so much easier for your opponent to to do stuff because everything's out there on the table. You want to have three, four, or five cards. Sometimes you're only at two, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a plan. And sometimes those two cards you have are going to win you the game. But you want to play cards. So bidding one... Every once in a while is not a bad thing to get with that one card. But once you're on, if you're on turn three and you've bid one each time, so you have a total of six cards, you've have you've drawn six cards, right? And you're looking at turn three uh, uh, draw phase and your opponent, you have six. Maybe you've played two of them in the previous two rounds. And so maybe you have four in your hand, but your opponent has eight. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, uh, my God. And it's not right? the, it's, no one's expecting that person to play eight cards. That's not the point. Inside that eight is going to be something that screws you. Yeah. Something that helps them, something that hurts you. Yeah. yeah the They have answers. Right. Yeah. Right. There's, there's been many games that Tobin and I have played where I've, I've had like four or five cards in my hand and you've had like six or seven and you've had more answers than I've had. Right. Right. And you just boom, boom, boom. And that's why... Watch Commander, which was the card that we spoiled back in um, Still love July, yeah. is such a big deal. Like we, I think you heard the passion in our voices when we talked about that card. Holy moly. That thing comes out and uh, and and shoulders just whoa, like your opponent just folds. Like it's 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 a like I've had it happen to me. Doug's had it happen to him. Oh yeah. Carl's had it happen. It you just go, oh man, son of a and and. It, the Usually best time lots to do of it, things that should be bleeped out. Yes. Yeah, the, <laughs> best, the best time to do it is when your opponent's sitting at like three honor. <laughs> and they want to play some cards to give in the game. You're like, oh, watch commander. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, play. I was, I was going to say, I was going to say, the watch commander hit, the watch commander levy double uh, two punch is what I like to do. Oh, on the yeah. Oh, so how oh, would you like to lose oh, the yeah. game today? <laughs> so these are some amazing provinces. Those are our thoughts on these, uh, these 10 provinces. Uh, experiment yourself there is no bad yeah. one there not even close they are yeah. such a structural part of how you'll start playing this game and absolutely and remember these are the neutrals we're only discussing mm -hmm. the neutrals right. which each clan review they each have their own stronghold or sorry they, they each have their own stronghold but they also have their own province which is one of these five elements so if you're playing if you want to play all one of these neutrals and the clan specific province you might need to play a seeker role and or these, you will need to play a secret role. Mm -hmm. My sort of final comment on these is that they're all great, and I think that we're going to see these be used throughout the life of the game. No I don't think these yeah. six, the the or these ten provinces, go away. I think they remain a core part, like like you know hedge fund and and sure gamble in Netrunner. I think we see these five years down the road still seeing a lot of play. Yep. Yeah. There's an interesting question for you. Out of that set we've just looked at, what do you think is the one that's going to survive most? Just pick, if you were to pick one, which do you think would be the uh, five years from now we'll still be using you? I think I know myself, but I'm just curious. Shameful display. Night Raid. Yeah, I think I'm with you on Night Raid. I think you're, I think you're both right. I think there would be the two. I think overall Night Raid. And card, card discard is never going to be weak. I can't. I can't. Prove me wrong, FFG, but I can't think of a situation <laughs> in which I don't want to make my opponent discard cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, good question. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was yeah, just just a kid, just a kid. Neutral provinces out of the way. We're on to our first clan review, and it's going to be Lion. <laughs> and I'm going to be going to open up with my roar. best. Going to open up with my right. best um, Timo impression, Wimberway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where I'd like to mention a game that we played a few weeks ago. I forget, what, I forget what clan you were playing, but I was playing Lion. I got my two kids two spirit colors. I up. was playing Crane. That's right. <laughs> and I pulled We've out. We've talked about this game like a dozen times, <laughs> and now you're going to put it in, out into the public sphere. All right, Doug. <laughs> yes, I, of course. Because I pulled out the wind by the skin of my teeth because I was I was in a losing <laughs> position. I got two, I got two kids two spirit colors on the flop and was able to pull out an honored general Nakoto totary yeah, out of my discard did. pile. It yeah, was awesome. Yeah, you did. <laughs> 
And I didn't defend with my champion because I thought I had the win in my back pocket. Oh, the, needless boy. to say, he was going to pull my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the, those spirit callers. Yeah, and he got me. Like, I played every, uh, I played as many cards out of my hand as, as I could. You played as many cards, and we were, and we were good. And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, all right. You win. The you whole, got me. But oh. the whole time, I thought I had lost. Oh the whole time, the, throughout that whole play, I, it's like uh. it, the the cards had to go exactly the way they did, otherwise I lose. So it was just it was amazing because it was just I just squeaked it out. I and, just barely won it. Right. It was awesome. and, and so this is one of the first opportunities I get to tell you that for those of you who are listening to us because you heard us on the Tracks Sector Warcast, for those of you who have played Conquest before who are wanting to hear something about this new L5R game, you're not sure what's going on. This game, in my experience, this game has shown itself to have, for me, many of the decision challenges, the complexity level, but the simplicity and streamlining of the rules that Conquest did. And it's very, like, I found myself at, at, at one point in testing, I'm like, wow, I'm thinking the way I used to think about Conquest. Yeah. And that was awesome. So, oh, go ahead, Carl. Sorry, my, my, my favorite comment to easily summon up for previous listeners is the, El- the Scorpion and the Eldar. The yeah. two overlap so strongly, they feel the same. Yeah. See, I, you know, I've played Conquest, I like Conquest, but it wasn't my favorite of the LCGs. Mm-hmm. I actually like Thrones a lot more, even though I don't get to play it very often. One, and one of the reasons why, when I first bought Thrones, I thought this is like the deepest, most heavily strategy just most interesting and intricate game that FFGs come up with, as far as LCGs go. The L5R has replaced that for me. Yeah. The, the the depth the, that you can get into is is great. The, there's great design here. There's lots of space to play. It's There's just lots of meat on the bone to explore. It's great yeah, stuff. The, for those of you who haven't, again, for those of you who haven't played it on TTS or anything else like that, the decision about what ring... And when you're initiating a conflict, what ring are you going to go with? Who is going to go into a conflict? And is it going to be military or political? Military political is probably the easiest of those decisions. Yeah. Who it's going to be and where it's going to be and who might defend who? and which ring it's going to be is <laughs> insane. Yeah. The yeah. who, the where, and the why. This Before is, you've begun the conflict. Right. This is a This is a relatively simple game to understand the rules for. There are some interactions, of course, that will be complex as the game grows older. There'll be more more complex interactions. But this is a streamlined game. Brad, Nate, and Eric have learned a lot mm. yeah, it, from it's, it's their time on designing its other face. games. Of course. But well, I mean, it's, the complexity level is deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a lot to think about. I okay. think you might know, I've mentioned this a few times on the, on the older Traxxas podcast, but there's a difference between being complex and being complicated. This is not a complicated game. It does not have any fact that it doesn't need. It does not have any confusing structures, but it is very complex. Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. So that being said. Lion Clan. Lion Clan. All right. All so right. their stronghold is a plus two strength stronghold. It's, you start with 12 honor, seven fate every turn. You have 10 influence to bring in one other clan. The action is that during a conflict, you can bow the stronghold. Each attacking character you control gets plus one military until the end of turn. Until the end of the conflict. Sorry, not the end of turn, end of the conflict. Uh, it's a, the province is a water province. Its strength is three. It's the art of war. 
interrupt when this province is broken, draw three cards. No so that kind of gives us an idea. It's a water province. Okay. No direct affiliation with this podcast. No, no, yes, exactly. <laughs> no, there is no relation between the art of war and the art of war cast. Uh, the champion, of course, is Okoto Toturi. He's a bushi, a champion. Five fate, six military, three political, three glory. Reaction after you claim a ring during the military conflict in which this character is participating. Resolve that ring's effect. And his flavor text is, a lion is more than his roar, his mane, his teeth, his heart. A lion is all of these. So that's kind of the intro to the Lion Clan. So first off, what we're going to do with these uh, clan reviews is we're going to talk about the best clan to ally with. Thoughts? Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one for me. I, I, I haven't played as much Lion as other clans. I've encountered a fair bit of it. And looking over it, my knee-jerk general impression that has been decently borne out, having played the other clan I'm going to mention against and played myself more, is I think Unicorn. I think Lion is one of the few where doubling down on its strength, on its swarminess and its military, is can get you can get you a few places. You can shore up their political if you want, or you can just start steamrolling. I'm glad okay. I let you go All first right. because right. I was going to say Unicorn, having played a fair bit of Lion. Mm -hmm. It's you get uh, we'll get to this eventually, but there are three cards that I really love. <laughs> that there's a breakthrough, born in war, and captive audience. Yep. Oh, captive audience. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those those yep. synergize really well with yep. lion. Yeah, yep. without any doubt. That, the captive audience. You, you mentioned you mentioned putting down watch commander captive. So captive audience. Ah, oh, yeah. The captive audience the changes the <laughs> changes it from political to military. Yeah, that's the, right. Ugh, one. What is the other one? For greater glory, gives a when you uh, break a province. No, it's breakthrough, born in war, and captive. Oh, audience. breakthrough. Yeah. So when you Break a province, you get to do it again. So with breakthrough, if you break a province, you play breakthrough as a reaction, and it allows you to immediately declare your next attack, your right. next second, your right. second. Uh, That's conflict. true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that allows you to steamroll a little bit for a turn, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like and Lion, you, yeah. Lion um, suddenly grows in strength better than almost any other clan. So going, and I will use this twice before you get to respond. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then born in war is insane. <laughs> um, yep. We we just let's just say that it's a one cost attachment, two cost attachment. Uh, I, we can't remember what, but it gets plus X plus zero, where X is the number of unclaimed rings. Yeah, yeah. Where so it gets plus X military. So on that first conflict, it's going to be plus four. Or or yep. and on the second one too, if you just it'll do be plus three. Yep, it'll be plus three. It'll be <laughs> yeah. in, it's yes, those are good cards. And and oh, yes, yeah. unicorn. In picking these, I wanted to offer some variety, so I didn't pick unicorn. I picked okay. phoenix. And I picked Phoenix because of, for, for several reasons. One is the display of power, okay, which okay. is a two-cost event that allows you to, if you lose an unopposed conflict, you cancel the ring effect, and you claim the ring, and you trigger the ring as if you had won it. I hate that Oh, card. yes, I know you so, do. Yes. I, I say, so, hate so that looking, card. So looking at Lion and the Champion, what you're referring to here is quadrupling down? Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's it, and pacifism is in Phoenix, so you cancel their ability to have a military conflict, which which is helpful when to, you're playing Lion. To open yourself up for the counter-strike. Magnificent yep. Kimono for the pride and the plus one political and the Seeker of Knowledge, which is a zero-two. But the Seeker of Knowledge gives you an air effect... And some political support. I also thought maybe Crab or Dragon, but Phoenix was the one that was not Unicorn that I thought <laughs> might be pair well with Lion. I'm quite I'm, pleased. I didn't have much experience with them, so I called the right one. <laughs> I'm actually not too sure about Crab or Dragon with uh, as an ally with Lion. They, they, I think they would work, but I'm not sure that they're the 
best. Yeah. The both the, the thing is with both of them that both of those guys there for most clans are solid calls is the thing. Yeah. 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 The, the there's just such a natural synergy with unicorn that it's I think you're going to see a lot of lion ally unicorn. Yeah, decks. the one weakness you give up is political strength, right? So yeah. if you come up against that politically strong deck and that's kind of that to some extent is a medical, I think. So yeah. we'll make, leave it there. Make, make we'll the classic, make the classic um, Netrunner comparison. Think doing it. This is a criminal deck. A criminal so, deck can try and spread itself out, or it can go. No, I'm going to do what I do and do nothing but that as well as I can. Right. Right. So, what are your favorite cards from the Lion Clan? Clan's best cards. Well, you've mentioned one of them. We might as well um, look to the uh, Kitsu Spirit Caller, that little um, surprise swinger where you better be paying attention to your opponent's discard piles. Uh, the Kitsu Spirit Caller is a solid card on its own, mm -hmm. and the ability is great. Yeah, the ability yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's like absolutely. It, it's it, and it's just costed right where you're getting enough stats out of it to back up your political if you need it, and okay. then your opponent then has to be, oh, what is he going to throw at me? What is going to pop up? You know? A Koto Totary, <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> as often as possible. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> Doug. What about you? I'm going to go with Honor General. I knew you would. I love the Honor General. The Honor General is just... You know, just... I played too many games. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Honor General is the four-cost character, 3-1, who yeah. comes into play. He comes in. Glorified. He's honored when he comes into play. Honored. Mm -hmm. Then he gives a buff to each other lion on the, on the table in the conflict. Right, right. It's great. Attacking. Attacking. Yeah. Attacking, oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I went a slightly different direction. I like Venerable Historian. The Venerable Historian is one that you honor during a conflict if you're more honorable than your opponent. It's the political defense. That's where I am I love it because you're like, okay, you're coming at me politically. I'm going to throw this person in your way, and they're going to stand there, and they're going to be glorified, and they're going to be the single person. Hmm. Okay, so those are the dynasty cards. What about the conflict? Um, yeah, <laughs> I went. I went for an easy one. This is kind of a combination of what I think is a great card with Lion, and I, the card I most commonly dragged out of it too, which is Guidance of the Ancestors. Okay, that awesome little plus one plus one that comes back from the comes back from the um, conflict discard pile. Yeah, yeah, you that can play it from one. your discard pile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I was torn on this one, so I've got two: Ready for Battle and Sashimono. That was my other one. Really? Um, wow, yeah. we are all on the different pages. That's awesome. Yeah. Sashimono I definitely picked as well. I, I, I've i got like a whole bunch of these. I'm picking one out from my list as we go around. Really, Right, so. right. All right. Well, well and, and this shows you, folks, find your own meta. Even oh, in this yeah. meta that we've had here, we've had three different, where I'll share mine, which were uh, For Greater Glory and Strength in Numbers. Both. For Greater Glory is the one that gives you the uh, yeah. the Bushi buff, the, bush, yeah. the fate on Bushi characters who... Be, win a conflict or break a province. I'm not sure which. But strength in numbers uh, reduces, you get to move somebody home mm -hmm. uh, with glory equal to or less than the number of attacking players you have, attacking characters you have. Yeah, both both on my both on my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, Sashimono there too. I mean, that doesn't clarify. Oh, yeah, Sashimono. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a, a card right in front of me here. Plus zero, plus zero, attached to a Bushi character you control. Uh, attached character does not bow as a result of conflict resolution during military conflicts. I mean, this, <laughs> like Sashi, if you can get a character out with Sashimono and then you can, and then you've got breakthrough in your hand, that's oh, yeah. that, oh, you yeah. know, you go in military, you come, but you, you got, you get one guy back ready to go. You then, you know, you use breakthrough, you go in politically with some other guys and you still got a guy standing as a defender when you finally get to take your, your, your first conflict. The blind pride brawler. It's like with the hilarious oh, going yeah. going military combat political is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely yeah. And hilarious. and the Sashimono is very useful. I mean, it's a zero zero attachment, right? Yeah. 
Um, Worth its cost. The two is bang on. That's a really strong trick. Yeah, so, it is. Know. It is. Now, uh, guidance to the ancestors. For I, greater glory. I mean, the, the, some of the events are good. Now, one of the things that we told each other was one of the rules that we said was well, you can't pick the way of. Yeah. Right. The way of the way of the lion is during a conflict, choose a lion character, double that character's base military skill until the end of the conflict. So we chose we we just decided that you mean the way of sh- shouldn't okay. be the best. The way ofs are auto kind of, includes. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. uh, the, in some cases, I think that in some cases there are th- at least two ofs. There's a couple. Way of crab is one of them. That's yeah, probably two. We'll get to that better. I can but we'll that. get to when we yeah. get to crab. Sure, we'll, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll I think, talk about. I think those I would things. define the way ofs fall into two rough groups. Two, one of them. There are very few way ofs that are particularly exciting. They're generally just like this defines the clan style and and directs your your play. Like I don't get excited about way of the scorpion dishonor. It's that's my main dishonor source. That's right. what I do. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. The, the whether or not we decided that the uh, the to not talk about the way of cards as best cards, it doesn't matter because they're really not the best cards. They're they're solid cards. Mm-hmm. They're they're. I think they're going to show up in every deck for a long time to come. No, agree. If, if you're building a unicorn deck, you're going to take away the unicorn. Right. Yeah. It just depends on whether you're taking two or three. Right. Yeah. Completely. That's a totally reasonable. Yeah. A three of is a, diff- is a different call, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in scorpion, say, you're taking way of scorpion three times. That's that's yeah. Easy. yeah I mean, it's just that's it's, it's way of crane three times. Yeah. Way of the lion three times. times yeah, yeah. Way of the lion three times. Wow, that power level. Yeah. Way of the unicorn. Maybe you do. I mean, there, there. As the card pool grows, the things will push it out, right? So there's some of these that are vulnerable. Way of the crane, way of the scorpion, way of the lion. Those are zero cost. Bam! Here it is. Way of the dragon. That's one that I'm probably not going to play three of, right? That's a, yeah. that's a, that's attachment. Different cost different story yeah. there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on and talk about the good cards for lion. What are so? Conflict, we were kind of all over the place <laughs> in terms of the best conflict cards for each each clan. But what are the clan's good cards? The ones that you might only play one or two of in a deck. Mm-hmm. Dynasty first? Thoughts? I'm going to go with Okoto Gunso. Okoto Gunso. All right. The, 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 the he might even actually be province, three right? of. He's definitely two of. He's possibly a three of, depending on how you want to build your deck. But being able to refill the province face up is awesome. Yeah. So why only t- why why would you choose him two instead of three? Because there are other strong cards you can take, like three of a Kodo Totary. Oh, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's well. The reason we introduced champion is we said, okay, you're going to play with your champions. You're right. going to play three of on your champions. So, so, but it's, not that I'm disagreeing with you. I no, have no, a Kodo no, Gunso yeah. on my list of probably good cards, like one to two ofs. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's 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 in between because it's not the most powerful card. It may not be quite the costing on it may be a little off. You say I think that's a good reason for it to be a two places. That cost is a little rough. So it's it's one of those ones that it's 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 a little it's it's slightly iffy. I don't know. He has uh, so so to remind folks who might not know what we're talking about. He's a two fate character, two military, one political, two glory. Bushi. He has pride, which means that if he wins. A conflict, you honor him. If he loses it, you dishonor him. Reaction after the conflict, after the character enters play from a province, refill that province face up. And so I think that ability the is the pride other. is huge. Yep. I, the the pride is why I'm putting two in. Interesting, because he has two glory. But he, you throw him in and you do a breakthrough. You you throw him into something. You put a fate on him. All of a sudden, he's a five. He's he's a four three. See, interesting. I think the pride is the reason why he becomes a two of. 
Yeah. Because the rest is, is, is still a little bit situational. No, no, no. I th- yeah. I th- and I would agree. He's Pride is such yeah. a double-edged sword yeah, exactly. that y- yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to say he's three of automatic. No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that, that's where I am. That's oh, where yeah, I am as well. Should be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bouncing around that. So, so that <laughs> makes him a bit of a gamble. But as, as just uh, I get an extra flop on out of one of my provinces, he's great for that. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Totally so, yeah. Um, he's interesting, but I think you've mentioned most of the cards I ended up as two ofs, which is really just a kind of deck building philosophy style. I had um, For Greater Glory and Stand Your Ground in the two of range. Perfectly strong cards, powerful cards. Just deck building wise, I think not things you want to see all the time. Right, right. On on my end for the Dynasty one, the Akoma Prodigy is the one that I chose as a one or two of, uh, alongside Gunso. Because reaction after one or more fate is placed on this character, gain one honor. It's a zero two. It's one cost, one glory. I always looked. So these low cost characters, I always look to that glory. What is that glory? Am I going to get a bigger character out of it? And the Akoma Prodigy gets you the honor. You know, you pay two for a character, and if you can honor him, it's a zero three. It's a one three, right? So that's that's not too bad. And the likelihood that you can honor him is good. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if it's weak. Uh, Lion, you know, can win those fire conflicts fairly easily. Fire military to honor somebody. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Lion's Lion's style is generally: Do I need to win this military? Cool, I can do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, just absolutely. right now I could win that one. Yeah. So, what are your conflict cards? I'm sorry. Did you share your dynasty yeah, card, I, Carl? So yeah, I was saying one of the um, conflict cards I I picked out in the two of range was for greater glory. Again, not not in any way a weak card, but one of those ones that I felt that um, no immediate impact was lessened. The whole placing fate on to clarify here for folks right, right, after, right, you, right. after you break a province during a military conflict, place one fate on each participating bushi character you control. Maximum per conflict. N- in no ways a bad card, but one I felt that was more situational than most in conflict decks. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And that was one of my one of my three ofs. Exactly. That's because you want to get it, right? You want to have that it. option. I can, but I can buy that. All right. Yeah. And then for conflict, I had ready for battle as one of my one ofs or two ofs and an honored blade. Mm-hmm. Oh, honored blade. So honored blade was one of mine also. Yeah, it's a good. It's okay. a good card. It's a good card, but I guess maybe it was the cost. It was the one cost, and the fact that in my experience, I just haven't brought it back from the conflict pile or from the discard pile very much. Mm-hmm. So why would I? You know, I'm kind of it's it can go with fine katana, it can go with the ornate fan, but I I was finding that I wasn't paying for it to come out of conflict, I was paying for something else to come out of my hand. Yeah, a lot of the recursive attachments, um, whether ancestral, whether coming out from the discard pile, I find those to be playstyle ones. Whether people are doing a lot of on a, on a base drawing, if they're not, they're happier to just recurse what they've got and cycle it. But yeah. it's nice yeah. to have that available when you need it, yeah, completely, yeah, right. All right, the one I chose for another one I chose for conflict, ready for battle, right? It's a reaction after opponent's card effect or ring effect bows a character you control, ready that character. That one has um, its corner case. It's one out of two. It's powerful when mm-hmm. it works. When it has it, and I've and I've played. I've tried to play around it. When I see that one it. has saved my bacon. Yeah, a couple it of has. Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sure. why that's why I put it up in the three of yeah category. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe, and that's just a, and that's just one of those things from experience, right? If it saved your bacon, you're more likely to play three of in it. Oh yeah, you want to see that? Yeah. Baby. If if mm-hmm. if I've sat there with it in my hand for five five freaking turns and I haven't been able to use it ever, yeah, right. Even though it's zero cost, I haven't had a, a, an opportunity to use it. Yeah, hmm. okay, I, this is a dead card. I'd rather have something else. The, the the classic scale. Do you would you like to see the card? One of. Do right. you need to see the card? Two of. 
Do you need to see the card now? Three of. Right. You know? <laughs> to our last category, which are we're calling borderline or meta cards. Cards that just don't seem to make the cut to 40 or you would include because you know who you're playing. And you want to not save, not have them be able to save their bacon with a ready for battle. <laughs> so in my personal notes, I refer to these as meh to cards. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you start this off, Toby? <laughs> After right. that, since so, I finished it. <laughs> the one that I had as a borderline card, and I, I might get might get a lot of bad juju for this, is Ikoma Edgy. A four-cost character, uh, one military, three political, courtier with three glory. Reaction, after you lose a political conflict, put a Bushi character with printed cost three or lower into play from your dynasty card pile or provinces. I put this as a borderline call because it's a high cost. One, three, yes, it has three glory. It's lion. Like I said, lion can honor their people, but it's not necessarily the simplest thing. Mm-hmm. They don't have an automatic honor mechanic like Crane does. Yeah, precisely. Right? Yeah. So after you lose, uh, you, they have the Magnificent Kimono for pride, but again, that can be a double-edged sword. Well, that's Phoenix though, right? Magnificent Kimono? Is that? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Sorry, sorry. I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, they could indeed take it, and it's yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking about we were talking about um, Sashimono. You, yeah, you, you, Sashimono. you were talking about your fabulous lion deck, there, right? So. Right. No, <laughs> <laughs> but after you lose a political conflict, put a Bush character with Prentice into play. I just never had that trigger. I didn't want. Yes, uh, I just. It's a four cost character. I felt I had to put fate onto it to to keep it in keep it in play and maybe use, utilize it a little bit more yeah it made um, my, it almost made my it made my shortlist of those have been like of not certainly not weak but edge case yeah part yeah. of the problem with it is that it's unique oh no kidding yeah all right so what do you guys have there's going to be a theme turning up in some of mine i am um, i have the holding Mostly I feel the holdings are a little um, on the weak side in most of the clans. There are a few that are outstanding. And stand your ground, uh, sorry, staging ground, by the way, rather, whilst a nice little trick that say you might, for example, use <laughs> the previous card for, I believe, is right. difficult to um, to to uh, justify in most deck builds, uh, I feel. Honestly, I'm kind of glad you brought up the holdings because I don't like them. Yeah. I, I know Crab has... If I'm going to play crab, I'm going to play a lot of holdings because that's sort of their shtick. And when we say a lot, what do you say? What do you mean? When you say a lot of holding, what does that mean? Quant- um, quantify that. For maybe me. two or three at two or three of. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a total of like six holding cards. Uh, somewhere between six and nine. Yeah. For crab, that's high. That that's, yeah, you could get a holding. You could, it could get be. a full it could holding be. flip, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I. I love the Crab Clan, like they're they're thematically and all that. I haven't played a lot of them, but so you know, there, there's going to be that's something where you have to build a deck and then play it a few times and figure out what's the right number of various cards. Yeah. There's no doubt the Crab deck has more holdings than average, but yeah, the holding numbers yeah. have been low. Well, they have an extra they have an extra holding in the core set, yeah. and they have one less conflict card, mm-hmm. right? But it's interesting because staging ground has a powerful effect, but how many do you include? And Zero. You you'd say zero. All right. No, I, I, seen, I I don't I play with holdings. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I don't like them. Yeah. Uh, in crab because crab have holding shenanigans. That that's fine. 
but I don't like the holdings. I yeah. really don't. We'll get to this later. I, even I struggle putting in the Scorpion one, which I love to death. It's just tricky to City fit of it. Lies. Yeah, City of Lies is fantastic, yeah. but it's difficult to difficult to fit. Yeah, and I, so Losing I go a little different way. I I, I include one or two. Losing that card slot on a flop, it it hurts. Yeah, right, it's, it's, it it's hurts. Cataclysmic, very often. Yeah, it really is. Well, but Staging Crown can turn that card slot into two. So with with the ability to to get extra characters off Dynasty into play during conflict, and so yes, of which which exist and are tricky to use, but you know, right? Yeah, it's a weird one. It, Without talking about another subject, if this had been the Scorpion one with some cards we see from Scorpion, it would be ridiculous. Just beyond stupid. In its faction, it's problematic. Right. Okay. Okay. What about conflict? What are, what's the one conflict card that, as Carl would say, well, meh, <laughs> meh. Well, meh first, I'm going to agree with you on, on Akuma Eiji that you know, that's, the, that's a good meta call for Dynasty. Um, I we I wouldn't be surprised if we had the same one for uh, the conflict. I master the spear. Master of the Spear. Yeah, that, yep. There you go. Thank that's you. the one. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> wow. So there well, there was a lot of there's a lot of discussion around the best cards, a lot of variety in the variance among the best cards. Master of the Spear seems to be the conflict card that no one likes. Just not <laughs> quite, at least just not quite this there. table, right? Just not quite there. Right? Just at three cost, he's pretty expensive. Yeah. I mean. So uh, to remind folks, Master of the Spear is a conflict card, and he's a three cost character, Master of the Spear. Two, co- two military, two political, one glory. Bushi, while this action, while this character is attacking, your opponent must choose a participating character he or she controls, move that character home. It's a three influence. It, and it just didn't trigger. It's a three cost conflict character, right? And you, yes, if you have the three fate to play it in the middle of a conflict. You, you probably we, have better ways to spend that three fate. Blammo, you put yeah. the three fate and you move that character home. Yeah, it's one of those things. In the times I've seen it, um, it sounds like a great, great thing to get a character out of conflict. Experience has taught that unless, and if your opponent is canny, they don't need, they don't care about losing a character so much as they care about actually losing conflict cards. Honestly, right. The ability to buff another character up is and this almost is, a strong. And this is opponent's choice. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the critical piece, right? Precisely. So it's a three-cost conflict character that the opponent gets to choose who to send home. And mm-hmm. if they're playing Lion, more more likely than not, they're going to have multiple characters in because you're going to have a big Lion swarm, a Lion pride, if you will, <laughs> coming at you. And so they're going to defend with more than one character. Well, general meta spoiler for you. You're going to be using more than one character per conflict. This yeah. is not the only reason. Yeah. There's going to be some... There's going to be early game. I think there's an early game stage where you're getting one character conflicts. Mm-hmm. But... The late quickly. game, very, uh, very, unless unless you go dragon. <laughs> well, but there was that one game up. where what was it? Turn two, I had seven characters on the table against you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of they thing. had no fate. That's, they had no fate. Right. They had no fate. But yeah. that's more common than one big dude. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then they go away. Right. Yeah. So you had those seven characters. They go. <laughs> they're they're gone, and then you're left with three. Yeah. Or how, maybe how, two. How do they go against Tobin? Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, that, that's that Mono no Aware for you. That, yes, that, that, there you go. That is the sound effect of Mono no Aware for you <laughs> folks we have. <laughs> <laughs> so every time. Sometimes I wonder why I hang out with you guys. <laughs> so, so every time someone says those three words, I'm going to go, I'm going to make that sound. Mono so no Aware. Mono, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That might annoy Doug more than anything else in the world. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a Spike Jones record. <laughs> we, we've, we already we already mentioned the um, the Lion King jokes earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surrounded by idiots. <laughs> All right, yep. folks. So so that was the first episode of uh, these those, the big these, reveal. The big reveal. The big these reveal. three or four cards or three or four episodes coming out in the next few days. We hope you enjoyed this. We'll be releasing the next few clans. The next ones up are Phoenix and Crab. So listen in the next uh, day or so, and you'll get that Phoenix and Crab preview. Thanks for listening. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comments section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. Thanks for listening, and remember, honor is the deadliest weapon. We can talk about all the things. Let's talk about all the things. Yay.